0: Of the day. You keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means.
1: Today's words of the day. The first one unofficially brought to us by UrbanDictionary.com. Circle the drain. To gradually die.
2: Oh, that's bleak.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's, so that's really... To, to gradually die is to circle the drain. So, there you go. Very happy right there. And the other word of the day... It's a
2: hell of a way to start the show.
1: Chiron.
2: I was looking at the text you sent me. Yeah, right. no, I, should have, I should have waited.
1: <laughs> right, I'm not right, in radio. Not my, my brain is just is I split was going to give half. you topics and did it halfway through or something or when you are reading something. Chiron. A text-based graphic overlay displayed at the bottom of a television screen or film frame as closed captioning or the crawl of a newscast. So, I what I would call a scoreboard graphic, I guess you could scol- call a scoreboard Chiron right there. Did you know that term? I did not No. I was unaware. Let's see what this is. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, you know, that's going to be something to talk about. So, nice little tease there. Terrible radio. Oh, uh, And uh, that, that voice that you heard, long-time friend of the show, finally coming back. What's life been like? Over the liquor liquor life. Oh, God. Uh, the stat they showed in the Area is up 40%. Dude, if If you were in an industry that was going to capitalize off of something like this, it'd be medical equipment, although that's proving that people are kind of, hmm, on, mm. and then it'd be liquor. Like, because people are drinking. Every week has been like a holiday rush for
2: us. It, this is, like, today was one day where I actually slowed down and I could catch my breath, take my How about time, about the proper stock. 12? You know what? Proper 12 hasn't sold. Wow. I know. Wow. That's bad. Sorry, oh, Connor. Wow. This is why Connor needs to fight on the island. How
1: dare you? This is why Connor oh, needs to fight on goodness. the island.
2: People aren't buying whiskey.
1: I, you know, my, my bottle's getting low. I might have to stop by and make another purchase. Yeah, so get your essentials. Support the cause, right? Yeah, pick up gotta two. Jeez. Maybe, maybe Shelter in finally place properly. Me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, another month of that and all that good is going on. So but that's good, in relatively good health. Chancing it over here. We are minding safe social distance because that's what I've been telling people on the radio and don't want to be a hypocrite about that. So I was hoping we'd give takes from six feet apart. Have
2: you yeah. Hot takes uh, what would it be social distant hot takes? That's
1: what we're doing right now. We're no, about but to. like from the mic, like you Oh oh yeah, you, you wanted to be six, six feet back from the mic. That's how I feel no, you should do it. No, no, no that no, wouldn't no. work. We just need to be six feet apart yell? from each other. Oh that's we all. Can have do you that. seen the have you seen the clips on the news of, of, of reporters when they interview people? D saying hello. Uh when Damn. when you got people yeah, she's very loud right now. Is this new? You are referencing the solar panel battery, the giant solar panel. Solar panel battery is what I'm trying to say.
2: You can tell how long it's been since I've been here. Up
1: on the ceiling, and then they got the contraptions over there on the wall, too. Yeah, all the batteries and whatnot. So you're talking about newscasters? Yes. Uh, the newscasters, when, they, uh, when they've when they been interviewing people for these segments, they're, like, holding a boom mic, or they've been using, like, one of those trash grabbers, like, you know, the Pinterest things. And okay. they put a mic in, and then they hold it out, and they make sure that they're six feet away from the people that they're interviewing. And these people kind of look at the mic all hesitant, like, oh, I don't know if I should be getting that close, but it's like, just do it. What would you strap your mic to? What would Oh, uh, that's a good question. <sighs> Probably a, a, you know what I'd take? I'd take two baseball bats and I'd duct tape them together, and then I'd put a mic on the end of that. Just that way it would kind of... Flail there, and people would not, and then you'd get people that look like idiots trying to bob up and down and keep up with the mic. Like, am I, am I talking? To you? Are you getting the sound correct? Yeah, is it getting there? Just get closer and, and yeah, back it exactly. up, and or then. gradually. Yeah, do like something like Eric Andre would do, and just gradually get that mic so close until it's poking them in the face, like that. You know, you can't get it. That reminds me. At work, they also gave us mic covers too that we're supposed to be carrying around in Whatever mic we talk into, we're supposed to be coming around with our own mic. mic so, you cupboard. don't sit
2: there and like Lysol it after? Uh,
1: we we have been because a lot of us are too lazy to go open up the box of a, you know, and, uh, and carry airing, that around. So, airing it's out like, your coworkers. Uh, well, not a lot of us. I can speak for me and somebody else. It, I won't throw them under the bus, but, you know, I'll wrap myself out. There's been a couple of times where I've forgotten, and, and since I'm in there, and I'm just like, well, give me the Lysol. And then I just take it off and just spray it down, and then I just leave it there on the desk to air out, and then you're good to go.
2: Are you ready so, if they have to, if you have to wear a mask to be in,
1: at work mask gloves and you're not going to be able to wear a mask when you're talking on air though. So even if, if they require it, no, they wouldn't make us do it. They'd make be us great, wear, right? They would make us wear a mask through. walking around the building, but as soon as you went to go talking on microphone, you could take you could lift the mask up and then <laughs> as soon as you're done, they'd be like drop it. But we don't have to worry about that right now. I mean, there's a recommendation, but it, it hasn't become totally mandatory yet. There's no is there, is there any segment called
2: the mass takes? No. They should, they should create one. We'll develop it. All right. Uh, costumes. Give your hottest sports <laughs> take or life take. It's, Halloween's coming up, too. I mean, oh, geez. God. It's,
1: it's right around the corner. You, you, people are like, oh, it's April. It's April. Uh, October, excuse me, especially if we're just going to be sheltering in place for the next three months, you know? You could come outside to open up your eyes. We've missed summer. All of a sudden, the leaves are changing. So... Anyway, uh, it sounds like D's ready, so we'll be hearing her intermittently in the background. That'll be fun. Nice little aesthetic to the show.
0: You ready? Yep. Let's get it on. <laughs>
1: And welcome to the Cohort Sports Report, Gas Bags with Fun Facts, a podcast by Regular Joes for Regular Joes, sponsorship free because nobody wants to pay the sponsorship fee. My name is Jeff Woodworth. I am joined by my friend and co-host in that order, Matteo Porrari. It's been a while. It's been a while since we last podcasted together. It's been a while. It took a, re-remix. It, it took a pandemic. A pandem, a pan freaking pandemic, dude, to bring us back. But here we are. So we're good to go. All right. Wasting no time. I want to get right into this. Alpha, beta, zeta. Okay. I meant to show you this alpha it is weeding. I meant to show you this before we hit record. I could always show you right now. I could always hit I could always hit pause and we could always go look, but we're not. So you just have to take my word for it. I've been weeding. I started on one side of the garage and I've been making my way clockwise, making my way clockwise, all around, picking weeds, but yeah, it's like actually I could have kept going with that, uh, and it's it's like low key very therapeutic actually. Like pulling this shit out the ground. Like granted, there's little weeds that want to hang around in between the rocks that you're just like, nah, not nah, you got to come. But just like pulling it out, we're good to go. The only thing that sucks is occasionally I find you know little presents that that D left that I may have missed. You know, yeah. that not dude trust me, and that they're gross nasty. because their yeah, weeds a are growing around. Yeah, so you know that's not fun. But weeding, it's like it's actually you know I don't have an excuse not to do it, so I've been doing it, and now it's just. Like an hour or two a day, just go out there. Just so fucking put on have a podcast on. Just tw- 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 good to go.
2: It's sad what you look forward to when you when you really sheltering is, in yeah, place. Yeah,
1: did like day to day and then went out and did some weeds, right? And it was just they took care of that and, and, and all that. There was a giant fucking spider. Oh man, try not to cuss. There's a giant bleeping spider. And one when I went to go pluck one of them though, and that scared the crap out of me. That one I was just like, I'm gonna go attack this from a different angle. D doesn't take care of the spider. Hell no! And I really? there's my cat. I found out my cat was hanging out in the weeds too the other day. He just made himself like a little bed. He looked like a little fat, you know, house bangle. Do you have living. the issue with the cat of killing
2: things or not, or like halfway killing things and then bringing them back? Not anymore. Oh, not not anymore. that's good. He's too I've old. heard he, so many stories of he people's is, cats.
1: He is to the age now. My cat is to the age. I think he's about 14, 15 years old, where he gets up to to crap. Uh, eat, drink water, and then it is just a matter of if he's sleeping inside or outside of the house. Mm. So that's pretty much where he's at right now in his life. He's just living it up. Oh, he's a perfect. Pet. Fat is all hell. Fat is all hell. Fat and happy. All right. Uh, beta. ESPN. Why? Because what is with this propaganda, this tip writing of LeBron? Every time I turn on the the TV, it seems like during the week, we are replaying. One of LeBron's greatest games, and it's just, we got to talk about LeBron James. we got to worship LeBron. It's like, okay, I, the dude has only won three championships, so how many, how many of those finals games are you going to air, and how many times are you going to re-air it? You know? How about you show some love to the Warriors, or oh, I don't know, the Lakers, or, or whoever else was winning championships this, these past two decades. He ain't the only one, you know? I mean, I, I really want to see what the ratings are on it because that's really what's driving me crazy. Is is this the only re-air, the only games that you're re-airing that are getting huge numbers on an audience is because they're LeBron? You know?
2: And you would think after everything that happened with Kobe this year that the Kobe games would be the first. I, I agree with a lot of people that say, dig deeper. Go into the 80s and the 70s and Hell yeah. what ESPN Classic was supposed to be and play those games. I know you got them. Yeah. They did it with uh, Game 7, I saw, or not Game 7, uh, the when they beat the 73 Warrior team. Um, they had a whole thing of podcasts and everything going from game one to game seven, and I was like, "Wow, this is fucking fantastic!" As a Warriors fan, I have no interest in watching this. Well, it, what, Excuse it was my language. No, you're
1: all good. What it was is, I really, I can't, I can't point fingers at anybody. You're this is, it's, it's a, <laughs> a flipping sweet dude. Flippin'. <laughs> so, I it's, the first two games that they showed when they when they, when they decided to go to this broadcasting format was. Game five and Game seven of what was it the 2016 Finals, mm-hmm. the one where he finally gets the, <laughs> you know, and he does that, and I think it sounds exactly like that. So uh, it's like good, good on him, all right. That's one championship, all right. Get the rest of them out of the way, all right. You know, we're we're showing the heat tonight. That's cool. Move on. There's other champions. There's other champions. That's what I'm just trying to get. At. What sucks right now is it just it, is it seems like that's the go-to argument right now is that people are going de facto fault default Jordan verse. LeBron or, you know, let's throw Kobe in the mix now that he's, you know, passed away and we feel like it's it's right to throw him in there all of a sudden. And not that you shouldn't have been throwing him in there from the beginning, but, you know, now that he's gone, we're going to posthumously throw him in mm-hmm. into that debate. And it's, 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 pick something else, all right? Show me show me something else, all right? I, I, I don't know what's going on. Variety is the spice of life. You got Ocho? Bring back the Ocho.
2: Yeah, I, I was surprised the Ocho didn't become a thing for them.
1: Why why aren't you doing something like eight hours of Ocho, where it's just, hey, instead of 24 hours a day, you go eight hours of Ocho material on ESPN2 or ESPN News, you know? Just mix it up.
2: Or maybe even turn it into your Adult Swim. Maybe there's like a four-hour from like 8 p.m. to midnight. Hey, I got my hours right on the math. There you go. Yeah, maybe that's like you know ESPN eight. Yeah, Because it's right.
1: all stuff we haven't seen. And it's eventually people will get desperate enough to where they'll start watching it. They will start watching it because there's nothing else. And yeah. it doesn't matter what how much crap is on Netflix or how much crap is on Hulu. People aren't gonna experiment as much as you think they are. Mm-hmm. And so
2: and Twitter doesn't equal ratings, but at least you have no. some social media. Yeah, if people talk about it and all the sports fans that are on there, and there's a lot, maybe you build some following. Yeah.
1: All right, and then the Zeta, the weirdest thing, it's just traffic lights in Santa Rosa. I don't know if you notice this, man. There's less cars out on the road, so you'd think there'd be more green lights. I don't think I've stopped at more red lights in my life. It's gotten to the point now where I just run them. I recreationally run red lights
0: oh in the morning. Oh my God! In the morning. So Breaking it's like news.
1: Before before 6 a.m. So away between, of KSR-O. yeah, yeah, right. So I'm only running red lights on the way to work cuz I'm usually late, but that's beside the point. Brave but, of you to put this out there. But I'm just saying, like it's it's ridiculous. There's one traffic light. It's, it's at Sonoma and Farmers. If you get stuck on that driving towards talk about or driving towards KSRO, good luck. Good luck. You're there for you're you're there for damn near 5 minutes. All right? So I hope you're ready. I hope you're listening. To, I hope you got your favorite song cuz you're going to have to hit restart on that again. You might as well pack a snack too cuz you're going to be there for a minute. It's absolutely ridiculous, dude.
2: I think about it, how you, you're openly admitting that you're doing this, and I've thought about it. Outside of accident, you know, accidentally running through a red light, I go out of my way to take the right turn, flip around, get to the other light. Oh, and, and you, so I you do kind everything of cheat it that way. Yeah, everything nah, I, I can. I just run it. Just, that's <laughs> a waste of
1: gas, dude. That's a couple extra steps, and I'll just streamline the process. Let me just go right through it. If, especially if no one's there. No one's around. I'm doing it for and sure. And if somebody
2: runs into them, you could be like, "I'm going to work. I'm an essential." Well,
1: exactly. You, why are, you, why are hope, you out on the road right, right now. now? Yeah,
2: you have to find a way to justify. Make sure you're not running into another essential.
1: Why are you out on the road at 5:25 in the morning? That doesn't make sense. And if you really want to question me, get up and and take the ride. All right, it's about an eight-minute ride. About 7:30. With I mean, well, it's eight minutes if I hit all green lights. It's about 6:30 when I run the red lights. You know, because well, I do slow down a little bit. Well, it's not. I'm not flying through them. I come to a slow creep and I kind of California stop. Then you creep about, about 20 miles per hour through. it's like I treat it like a school zone put it that yeah. way when I'm running a red light alright fair enough it's all fun and games in the school zone until the speed bumps start screaming have you, have you found that you run later to things now? did,
2: you, <laughs> did that one just completely go by? I didn't listen honestly I know I didn't listen oh, that oh, no, was I my good one I, I, what's it called I already oh. had, I had the, f- the, <laughs> the question lined up and then I got distracted by, what this, by LeBron what was the question? This is, this is why they play LeBron I got distracted by it
1: what was the question?
2: Oh God! Oh, do you find that you run later to things? I guess. What's the reference? Go back to what? What did the, you? Or do I? Yeah. Or I do said, I have the to, yeah, to, to the show it's now? It's
1: all fun and games until the speed bumps start. When it's, I said, driving through a school zone is all fun and games until the speed bumps start screaming.
2: Oh man! So there-
1: Damn. All right. Hide hide the women and children. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. Damn. I guess that's what I've missed the last three months. Man, I blame it on it's it's the it's the pandemic. All right, that's hysteria. i I don't mean what I'm saying. That's not true so but do you find you because i'm starting to run later i've lost sense i've lost all sense of time and someone is me everybody knows that anybody who knows me knows that there is pacific standard time and then there is jeff standard time Mm -hmm. and whatever i'm telling you i'm probably running about five to ten minutes behind but but i'm gonna lie to you because i know it's gonna make you feel better and at the end of the day we both know that I'm lying. I'm going to tell you that I'm about 5 to 10 minutes out. In all reality, you're not going to see me for at least 15 to 20. And some of that's not my fault because if I had all the lights my way, that 5 to 10 window, I would definitely be a lot more closer to hitting that that target. But the problem is, is that I'm running late and then I get stuck in traffic, which then makes me later, and then it makes me look like the asshole because I said – or excuse me, the butthead because I – Said I would be there in five to ten minutes, and in all reality, I'm there in 15 to 20 minutes, which is, is bad. But so, uh, th- this thing not helping. I mean, in a sense, I'm still late, but I'm able to get places faster because uh, ergo running
2: red lights. So, now I'm focusing because if I don't laugh or if I don't react to something that you joke about now, people are gonna be like, Wow, Mateo really, really was behind that. Or maybe I'm not mean? paying attention what and I left la- uh, the, the kid's joke. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, now I've got to make sure I'm covering my
1: ass. That was just one of my darker ones. That was messed up. That's all. <laughs> so, No, I just I thought that was funny because I really thought I nailed that. And then you just went right into the next question. Just like, uh, damn, man, oh, not even a uh, reaction. Now to-. I see why they're playing the LeBron yeah. game. <laughs> I was like, oh, I passed it to Ray Allen. Stone Cold doesn't even make a reaction to the, to the dead kid joke. Not that you should because that's not good. Um, they could live. All right. <laughs> it's totally possible. All right, so the Alpha, Beta, Zeta, Weeding, ESPN, and Traffic Lights. Now it is time for Tim Brown's Stat hey, of the Day. Tim, I was
2: going to ask you if Tim was coming.
1: Tim is always coming, and not only is he came, they've also got a baby on the way. So there you go. Uh, I had
2: sex trophy. Tim is it live. <laughs> I had sex trophies <laughs> coming. Dude,
1: the, yeah. Congrats on the sex, dude. Uh, so yeah, Tim making preparations. Can't even be bothered with stuff like this, which is fine. Which is because it's you know it's a dead time, and I can only imagine what's floating through that man's mind. as uh, so I a said child. so I said Tim's coming, and he's really not here. He's not
2: really here. Oh, uh,
1: yeah. Wa- so the, the euphemism even like, really. Even put it, the coronavirus is uf- keeping him away. Oof, you know. All right, so your stat of the day. There's a new chip leader among the rich people helping donate to fight COVID-19. Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey has committed $1 billion, that's with a B, $1 billion to the fight. He said, the needs are increasingly urgent and I want to impact. I want to see the impact of my lifetime. Life is too short. Let's help people now. So uh, he actually body slammed everybody on Twitter. He said, I'm moving $1 billion of my square equity, roughly 28% of my wealth, to hashtag start small LLC to fund global COVID nineteen relief. After we disarm this pandemic, the focus will shift to girls health and education and UBI. It will operate transparency. All flows tracked here. And then he attached the link. I just thought what was great was that he provided the uh, roughly twenty eight percent of my wealth for calculator Twitter because everybody's been going out with all these people that are donating millions upon millions of dollars and just be like that's only one percent of the, that's not even one percent of their wealth, and it's just like, but bitch, they putting up millions. Excuse me, they are putting up millions, you know, and it's just like, I don't know why you gotta complain like that. So good on, good on Jack. I'm not even sure. I'm gonna be completely honest, cause I'm not a business guy. So square equity, I'm I'm sure that well he said 28 percent of his overall wealth. So I I gotta believe that he's talking that he's true. they being true. So. I don't even want to know
2: what 28% of my wealth would make up, uh, like a car payment, and it'd be rough, maybe my rent is 28% of my wealth. That would suck. Yeah, I'm probably in the red, so that's yeah.
1: not, yeah. not. We're, 28% of my wealth is nothing to look at yet. I'm not even 27, so I can't be worried about 28. What are we talking about with that number for? All right? That's not even important. Great job, Jack. Get an edit button.
2: Get a what? Edit button for Twitter. Oh, okay. That's I all like, I want. I mean, I'm happy for you. That's great. I think it's uh, really noble. You did, Everything you did
1: mention that when you tweeted me once. You're like, Twitter also really needs it really needs an edit because I'm really I'm, need it.
2: Yeah. I'm bad attention span, firing off tweets, and yeah, there's always a typo. It's like a text.
1: All right. After almost 20 minutes of nonsense, let's get to what we were supposed to be talking about. New uniforms are getting dished out left and right, man. Did you see that the Bucks unveiled their uniforms the other day, and then the Falcons just leaked today, and the Rams changed up their logo, but I heard they're just going back to what they looked like in the 70s. So have, what, are, what are your thoughts on the, the Bucks uh, uniforms first?
2: I like the all black. The
1: all black? I th- yeah, I thought that was really cool with the pirate ship on the side. It's there was there was something talking about how it's a throwback to their winning culture and I thought to myself what winning culture you guys won one Super Bowl in 02 and that was about it. What did they make it to another NFC Championship game and then they fell off? Yeah. And that was it. And, and then, that was all we heard from the Bucks. Let's see. Actually the Bucks are the losingest franchise one of the most losingest franchises in the history of the NFL. They have more sub 500 seasons like I'm telling you even the Lions and who's another perpetually I would say sorry the, team? your favorite, the
2: Browns. The Browns even, even, the, even they're worse than
1: the Browns? Yes, I the guess. Browns cuz the Browns have been a, stim, a, a, a a a pillar of mediocrity of just not even 500, right? They're sub 500, but they're not like abysmal. The Bucks? The Bucks, I think have had more single I mean well not obviously okay. single digit wins, but double digit loss seasons, put it that way.
2: Who's gone? Did the Bucks
1: go winless? No, it's the, just the Lions and Browns
2: that have gone winless. Yes. Win yes. Okay, because I thought the Bucks had a one win. They either had a one or two win season. Well, when
1: I saw Shoot. that, when I saw that get put up there, it's a throwback to our winning culture. I thought, oh man, wow. That's a, I mean, that's putting a victory spin on it, if I've ever seen it. So, you know, and then we want to talk about the the Atlanta Falcons. Ugh. What is? I mean, the, there's some of these that are okay. The all blacks and the all whites, cool. That's fine, and then you wanted to do the, the the throwback in the you know with the with the white pants with the stripes down the side. That's cool, but then you guys, it's almost like they, they looked at the Jags helmets from two years two three years ago and they just said, hold my beer. See, Did you see the black to, the transition mm-hmm. from black to red jersey?
2: See, that's the problem I have is a lot of these jerseys feel like they're based off of this of uh, Seattle and what was the last team you mentioned? Jacksonville. Yes. It seems like the, everybody's kind of
1: followed that with the color scheme and the way the letters are. It also looks like they took the digital clock numbers that Tampa Bay got rid of and they, they were just like, actually, these look kind of cool on ours. We're just going to put them here. I don't know. I just – not that I'm some – I mean, they they make jerseys to attract to a younger generation, right? Obviously, the people that are like uh, – they, they make them to appeal to us and then the people that younger than us, right? Because they mm-hmm. know no 50-year-olds going yeah. out there and buying a jersey. So – And if they weren't so damn expensive, I might buy a jersey myself. But these are absolutely ridiculous. They look like wannabe Pro Bowl or XFL jerseys, some of them. The one thing I like is the ATL across because I love the way... Not...
2: I like the concept more than the actual execution of it. Yes. Okay. I really like the way the NBA teams have taken on, you know, a uh, nickname of what a region is yes. and have
1: it applied. I would love to yeah, see NFL yeah, teams yeah. do that. Now maybe on the side, maybe on the back. Well, the NFL's a business though. That's yeah, where yep. the thing is. Like they're not they're a little bit more tip top in shape and while we don't utilize give a fudge
2: oh, about your oh, feelings. I was
1: gonna say why we might have why we might what? While we might employ people from the town, we do not want the town being referenced. So, therefore, why we move the organization from (laughs) the town to Las Vegas? No, but, they're,
2: but they're noble, and they keep the town jersey in for SF. That's uh,
1: true. Yeah, Very noble. I don't know what the Warriors are doing there, uh, but the, it's just dope jerseys, so why not? Plus, you only had them for a year or two, so might as well keep them going. Yeah. But I'm just looking at these. I can't get over them, man. Just the Google story. Google the Falcons jerseys, and then also Google the Tampa Bay Bucks jerseys, because the Tampa Bay Bucks, I'm not saying that they're any better, but are, I like the all white.
2: Yeah, I like the Bucks jerseys. <laughs> I thought they did a good
1: job. The all whites are clean. They got rid of the, uh, the I mean, what? You look back at the uh, jerseys they were playing with for these past couple years, and you think to yourself, what were you guys smoking? The all pewter's cool, although it really, that does kind of look like a Browns jersey, low-key. Because what you were talking about with the ATL across, that's what I thought about with the Browns. And they were waiting on the, they wanted the Bucks to go back. Could you imagine if the Bucks kept the same logo but went back to the creamsicle colors? It's,
2: it, that's the weird part to me. It's like the City jerseys are one of my favorite jerseys. Just go back to it. They would have looked like the University
1: of Tennessee. But, hey, I would have (laughs) rocked with it, man. Like, I I could deal, you know. But it's...
2: (sighs) We love nostalgia. Just rotate jerseys from the 80s and 90s every year. Print out X
1: amount. People will buy them. There were certain teams that, that nailed it with the jerseys. And then there's certain teams that just, they perpetually just get it wrong, you know. And... I don't know. This is cool. I, I guess I guess this is really what you should have been if you're trying to, you know, live by the image of the Buccaneer, and there's the turn of the century, and they decided to do that, and they, they bring it back to that. So, good for the Bucks. Uh The Rams. Rams really getting by, because they took a little bit of heat here at first about the new logo change and all that, but now I've seen the backlash out here with uh, with the uniforms getting leaked. If I'm the Rams, I'm kind of hoping that somebody else announces that they dropped their uniforms so you could just drop yours on the side, like, yeah, yeah, but by the way, we're going, we're going with this, like, you know, but this, I, I don't know, I Seahawks jerseys, those are fine. They're a little busy. Those are fine. Yeah, there's a lot of going and then, on. And then I'm trying to think of, like, what's another another team that I could see changing their uniforms? Even the Jets. Jets changed it not too long yeah, ago. Yeah, they made it to You win. are seeing them go back to that 90s feel of, mm-hmm. like, let's go all white road, though. All white road. Yeah, uniforms. everybody's stealing something. Doesn't work, though, for the Steelers. I don't think you'll see them do that.
2: No, they've got a, just a classic look, and they. What was the yeah. God? I, I referenced the white. Yeah, the big that the was Bumblebee the big jerseys.
1: one. Oh God, those were those were ugly. All right, uh, next up on the list, NBA. The NBA is considering uh, a horse tournament. They're also they're also in the middle of the 2K tournament. Have you seen any of the 2K tournament? No. Shout out to Ho- Hassan Whiteside for basically talking about three years of just cash smack about how great he was at 2K. And before they even log on, Pat Beverly says, I'm going to beat you by 30. What did Patrick Beverly do? He beat Hassan Whiteside by 30. So, and I didn't see the reaction or anything on Whiteside. Maybe their whole, it could have been the whole, like, oh, it's lagging, bro, or he can't even do that in real life. Like, no, you just got beaten like a drum uh, on, in front of national television. So, I don't know. I think that might be kind of embarrassing. I like yeah. that Pat backed it up. That's yeah, just, Pat yeah, Beverly, a just a dog That's on awesome. and off the court, man. There is no turning that off. So, but, yeah, the the 2K thing's been cool. I mean, the, the players, they need to talk a little bit more. I was watching Trey Young play Donovan Mitchell, I believe, and these guys were relatively quiet, not a whole lot of talking back and forth. I don't expect you to be buddy-buddy, but you could at least be talking about, like, maybe what you see or, you know, like how bad y'all miss basketball or talk about, like, what life was like in college. I don't know. Maybe just talk to the person. Show off your personality. Exactly. That's the only thing I'm looking for here is the, little. I don't expect you to be Grade A 2K players, just, I mean, you know, talk a little bit more. That's all. Just be a little bit more vocal. It's free marketing. Yeah, yeah. What do you want to you talk about? you got an upcoming project coming up with Adidas? Oh, that's cool. Talk about that. You know, are you guys both on the same market? You know, I don't know. You guys both have the same agent? Maybe tell us a story about how you met him. I don't know. Something like that. Would you gamble on this? No, absolutely not.
2: I had a, somebody was telling me on their gambling app they're offering these games, this can't, and Madden. Can't. Yeah, I couldn't do it either. Can't
1: because I don't know who's good at Madden. the way they ranked guys for this for this tournament was based off of their overall rating in 2K. So KD was number one, was the first overall seed, and he lost. So it doesn't, you know, and you think that KD would have had plenty of time to get his 2K right. He's a Twitter fingers, not 2K fingers. So.
2: Yeah, I'm the. Yeah, I'm <laughs> looking to gamble, know. but man, that that's just too much of. A I leaf. love
1: KD. I don't know why I took that shot at him. I'm sorry. Thank you, appreciate, Katie. Appreciate everything you did. I love you. I'm sorry. Your piss
2: burner account's gonna come after you. See, for
1: real, though. Why, which one? So there you go. I'm sorry, dude. You just make it too easy. All right, and then they want to—they want to televise horse. They want to get guys streaming for horse. This sounds like a pipe dream. Not—I'm not on board with it, to be completely honest. I'm just not. I ain't down with it. Save it. I don't care. you are running you are running up the well here, or you're drying up the well with the 2K tournament. The what's—what's next? A dunk contest? You know? I don't—I don't know. What about three-point contest? Okay,
2: just from your home gym, and then I you can, mean, and then everybody can show off their home gyms. I
1: mean, you know, not everybody's got a home gym though, so
2: that's why you get the guys that have home gyms.
1: That's true. So
2: Shaq's gonna be in it. Maybe
1: those guys suck at shooting though, and then it becomes just shit television. God, <laughs> maybe it becomes just sharp television, you know? So I'm really trying. I'm sorry. All right, next up, um, baseball and UFC. I'm not mad at the UFC. I understand them. We, that's, that's literally something that can be, you know, aside from corner men who need to be in there right away, that's, that's the one sport where I feel like it takes maybe 10 people to put that on. You got the two corner men, you got the two fighters. So, and two corner men on each side, so that's four, six with the fighters. You got seven, that's the ref, and three camera guys. So you can maybe make do with two camera guys, or one, I'm not complaining, you know, if you want to put this on television, so that's fine. Dana White says that they have an island. They're going to take all necessary precautions. I really think they're just going to be pent up somewhere in Las Vegas, where they just at the UFC institute, and they just totally lie and say that they're not there. It's Like the moon landing theory, exactly. But that's what I thought. But uh, except, I think <laughs> never this thought
2: about a conspiracy theory with the UFC. I thought
1: about. Th- I think hmm. this one's going to be more plausible than the moon landing theory. And then baseball. Stop acting like you are doing this. For us. You're not doing it for us. Alright? I I heard Bamani Jones touch on this the other day. This is... a 100% for financial gain. There is nothing... No... No... Moral victories here. No feel-goods for anybody. If you're going to have players locked away for four months and play in a bubble. Or just play in Arizona. And just expect all of Arizona to stay locked down for four months while you play baseball. And hope that nobody gets corona. Because... Again, you don't know asymptomatic carriers, but let an athlete get coronavirus. Let an athlete get coronavirus and watch the entire thing shut down. Look at what happened with the NBA with Rudy Gobert. The NBA was tiptoeing around it, and then all of a sudden we found out, hey, Rudy Gobert has it. This is how many people he's been in contact with. Oh, snap. NBA players are very close with the fans, you know, so we need to watch this, and they shut the whole league down. You really want to be the first league to run it back, and then find out that a player has corona, and then you be looked at like the clowns? Is the risk really worth the reward here? Is what I'm asking for baseball.
2: I, I have nothing to add to that. So, yeah, that was all really, really. Okay. I agree with everything. Sorry, I didn't. Mean I know to it's just, boring radio, but
1: I didn't mean to just hog that. So mm, I mean, I, yeah. obviously, I'm not going to fault the UFC. The UFC has been a slutty, sloshy product that has hoard itself out to whoever whoever will pick it up in an, in its attempt to attain legitimacy. And you have seen it jump from, you know, pay-per-views, from Spike TV to now Fox, to ES to now, from Fox to now ESPN. Like, it, it, the UFC has climbed the chain of credible media, right? So, and I don't expect, and we know, we know that that's, that's Jenny from the block. That's, she's been around. We know that with UFC. That's fine. We don't have a problem with that. Baseball, you really want to do that? You're a sport that's already hurting with bad press on the regular, you do a pretty bad job of making yourself accessible to your fans, and now you want to coop your players up in an isolated location for four months and, and think that that's going to be able to pass? I mean, we really need to be able to, to, to accept the fact that we might not be looking at sports until September or October. Seasons will be delayed. Seasons will be canceled. I don't think we're going to be—every I don't. Every day that goes by, my hope for the NBA season to restart drops. It drops. I mean, it's minuscule, but it, it continues to drop. I don't think there's going to be any more NBA season. Baseball, I good luck. I don't think we're going to have a baseball season unless they really want to push this and try it. And football, no preseason. You're just going to start middle of October, I think, is the best case scenario.
2: Ooh, with me, with the US, UFC, I would be disappointed if they didn't attempt something like this. It was nice when I saw the report because I laughed out loud. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, this is the UFC. I'm happy they're trying this because it's like you said they they started from grassroots and they worked their way up. This they're is horse. this is yeah, this is Dana White. He wants attention. He can get all the eyes. Baseball, I mean, god, you're looking at Korea and Korea, South Korea, and they have so much testing and they're struggling still trying to put the product out there.
1: They have players playing with masks mm-hmm. on. If you watch, I mean, if you watch, if you listen to ESPN Daily, shout out Mina Kim over at ESPN because they did a report with Jeff Passen where they interviewed a guy who plays baseball in South Korea right now. They they are under they they aren't under quarantine but they're under you know I I forget what the way South Korea is really it's been a long day I really forget how South Korea is monitoring the situation but you have guys basically playing with N95 masks on like out there nobody's there in attendance they're playing inter squad games right now on a day by day basis they're being given updates on when they think the season might start they're just trying to stay ready guys can still work out they can go get food but other than that people are going home and they're staying in place because you I mean I trust me the world is gonna it, it feels like the world is gonna fall apart and the world ain't gonna fall apart as long as we play by the rules as long as we do this the right way and I know that sports is, a, is an escape but we just have to we have to worry and explore other avenues of entertainment right now sports will return but if you press it, this is just going to push this on for further. It says a lot when this is a sports podcast.
2: And the and the take that we both agree with, I'm hopping on agreeing with you, is that we need to wait.
1: Exactly. It says I, a lot. Trust me, nobody misses sports <laughs> like me. I mean, and and you'll meet a, a million people who say that. Nobody misses mm. sports as much as me. Really? You know how hard it is? Sitting down, I was looking at some of these headlines that have, have accrued over the past couple of days. I said, thank goodness, because, you know, I love Lucas. I love bow hunting. But I don't know if I could do another podcast on that. That's tough, man. I know I ain't ever going bow hunting, mm-hmm. you know. But at the same time, I would go hunting. But I'm, I'm bow hunting. That's I, after having, after having him explain everything, the intricacies of bow hunting. Mad respect for you people that go out there and bow hunt because that is not me. Give me the gun. Much more effective. Boom, boom. We're done. Okay. We're on to the next. Like the, the bow and arrow. That is some primitive stuff right there. Where it's just more power to you, man. I have become lazy and modern, uh, and, and modernized. So. You know, I don't I don't care about I don't care about how it gets killed as long as it gets to my plate <laughs> as long as it's in my table oh man all right that's probably the laziest most ignorant I'll sound in a while but I will say the only thing I disagree I feel baseball
2: will be back I feel with how much money' is being pumped into trying to figure out testing I maybe I'm putting too much faith in our government but we will by that point have enough testing and I think they'll come up with a plan that they'll be able to utilize to, to letting players play but I wonder like for this plan that we're talking about uh, the isolation, what happens with, like, the minor league roster? I know they're going to expand, but teams that rely on call-ups, if somebody does get sick, besides the idea that this gets stopped, like, how do you keep rotating guys in? What if a pitcher gets hurt?
1: I mean, it's, there's just too much... I would like to clarify that if any bow hunters wanted to go bow hunting with me that were more than one, uh, I'll, I'll come along. I will. I'll try it. I'm sorry. That was, that was very ill-tongued of me. I'll be embedded me. journalist. That was ill-tongued of me to say that. And, I mean, who, who's to rule out the possibility of another bow hunting podcast? I'd want some interesting stories, though, because I feel like Lucas gave me the general runaround. But now back to what we were saying. With this, that's the thing is, are you opening up rosters? Because what if a guy gets hurt? What if a guy gets sick? Then what the guy that gets sick, what about the rest of the team? Because, again, asymptomatic symptoms. You know, the the idea that this virus is going to be active and that it's going to go away, we're going to get a false sense of hope here in the summertime because we're going to flatten the curve, and it's not going to do well in the summertime, but it's going to lay dormant, and, again, they'll be asymptomatic. People get sick at all times of the year. I'm not trying to live in fear. I ain't no doctor. I was letting you know that as... Uh, this, is, this is something that's dipping into biology, and I know that the human body is a petri dish. So w- w- you're going to put it in with a bunch of other bacteria, good, bad, or indifferent, and watch it react and see what it does. Cause, and then the next question that I have is the leagues have this information. Good, nor- good Lord knows that they have it because of, of all the medicals that they go through. How many guys out there have acute issues, whether autoimmune or not, that the coronavirus could jeopardize? How many of them? You look at somebody like who has, um, like Ryan Clark. Now he had the sickle cell mm-hmm. trait, right? Couldn't play in Denver. Now, who's to say that there isn't a certain trait that makes you, A, more susceptible? Well, obviously, there's there's certain things that make you more susceptible. But let's say, like, you, you don't even know that you have a blood condition that all of a sudden is just, like, the perfect breeding ground for this virus. Mm-hmm. And you're just gone. You know, you're one of the people that's gone quick all because your league rushed you out there to go play again. You know, There's just a lot of things that I don't think are being taken into consideration or being taken seriously when it comes to this issue. And again, as much as we love sports and we want it to come back and we want to have stuff to talk about, I don't want to talk about athletes dying because they're out there trying to give me satisfaction because I got bored in the middle of July. There's plenty of classic footage. As much as I hate watching the LeBron tape, I'll sit there and watch it. I'll sit there and watch it if I know that it means that I get to watch these guys again next year and that they're not going to be rushed out there again, jeopardizing their health. You know, it just, it doesn't make sense to me. And, and the guys of, oh, we're doing this to inspire hope and bring people back. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're doing it to line your pockets. You're doing it because you have sponsorships to, to fulfill. I know how this works. I'm slowly starting to dip my toe into that world. On being on the other end, if I paid for broadcast rights, hell yeah, I'd be trying to get the season played. Mm-hmm. I'd be doing it under the guise of we want to we want to approach it with safety, but hell no, I paid for that product. I want to dem- I want to broadcast that product so I can make money off of advertising because I'm broadcasting that product. There's a whole chain of command here, but it's all about the money. Don't let anybody tell you differently. So, all right, I'm off the soapbox. I'm sorry, that was a lot. I was just I was thinking about that the past two days, just like wow, man, like it just don't the dome is so it's such a stupid idea such a dumb idea to, to race this back everybody's trying to grab the eyes that are
2: out there though oh there's so many people waiting for something and oh if you can my. you can get a new audience and for i could i could understand the ufc being like we'd be the only thing on
1: yeah uh, no, it's, it's right? i get it it's an opportunity <laughs> it's here a to huge make huge
2: opportunity to for make them. some
1: money but i mean and, and exposure but i mean are you going to risk it for the biscuit is really what it comes down to you willing to because i'll tell you as much as you have to gain you have 10 times as much to lose cuz you will get slammed by the same media that will prop you up. The same media that'll prop you up for coming back and inspiring hope and being there when you f- stumble and fumble, they'll cut you down twice as fast as they propped you up. All right? I'm watching it happen. I'm watching it happen with with certain outlets, with certain with certain stories all across. I mean, I mean it doesn't take a genius to watch it. We can all see it happen, you know. Politics, sports, otherwise. It's it, it happens. They prop you up and they cut you down just like that. All right, moving along. I want to just get your thoughts on the virtual draft. What do you think is going to happen? How bad of an idea is this, uh, logistically? How there's a lot of issues here that I see with this. You're going to have a bunch of old old men trying to zoom each other. Oh
2: God, that's that's the part. Is the technology is seeing
1: how could these teams and and I love all the jokes about the
2: bad teams that are going to struggle with it and oh. use it as an excuse. Yeah, um, or
1: or certain teams <clears throat> over in the <clears throat> northeast might be <clears throat> hacking other teams' mm-hmm. systems allegedly.
2: Up. Yeah, I could see like Detroit thinking that you know being being told by the Pats like, hey, you should use Zoom, use Zoom, and then they're they're hacking into and looking at Detroit's draft board.
1: You know, I worry I worry about some teams like uh, you know you you think like the Raiders, right? You got Gruden. You think Gruden really knows what he's doing in front of a, in front of a computer? You know, John Gruden looks like the type of guy that types with both index fingers. Okay, so and the the, the that his glasses sit on the very ed- the bridge of his nose, the very end of his nose. And he types, and he hunts and pecks with with index figures. All right, I hope mayox the one who's in control and has all that prepared and ready to go. Uh, another one that concerns me is Gettleman over in New York, uh, Mister. I people want to offer you, you know, hot dogs and a bag of chips for a wide receiver. Like, good. You think that guy knows what he's doing?
2: I hope he has a pager. Oh my. I hope he has a draft pager.
1: And it's going to be interesting to see how that works logistically because you're going to be having a lot of old, older people trying to utilize technology and being communicating with each other uh, in a, in a compact amount of time and mistakes are going to happen. I wonder how many teams are either going to miss their picks. Uh, Good luck with trades. If -hmm. any, you know, with, with all of that, right. And just how you're going to, the presentation aspect of it too is going to be fascinating. It's, it's truly, I mean, the draft is fine. You could do it remotely. It's Mm -hmm. just going to be awkward to watch it all go off.
2: I'm surprised they're not going to like divide it up a little bit more two day, two rounds here, Extend your limit to
1: maybe fifteen minutes so they can work out trades. If the you, you've NFL, got so much dead air to fill. If the NFL really wanted to do it, and I know that it would be painful for the broadcast for for broadcasters at least uh, when it got to like rounds four and five and and on, is make each day its own round. That's what Adam Scheffner, that was his whole thing. So, it was seven uh, days. Did he really? Yeah, he okay. said seven days. I didn't know though. Maybe not seven. I'll give you I'll he give did, four to five. He did to,
2: one round a day.
1: Four to five, all right? So one, two, and three each get their own round and then maybe you go four, five, five, or six, seven, uh, you know. I would just
2: say move rounds five through seven and ESPN wouldn't be for this, but move rounds five through seven because it's for the junkies to NFL Network, and that's where you finish the draft because they talked about doing joint...
1: NFL Network or ESPN Plus or ESPN News or something like that. To the really hardcore fans. Because the fact that we're just going to be inundated with it. I mean, you know, they're going to OD on it because it'll finally be some programming that Mm -hmm. they can talk about. But it's just going to be so weird because we're going to be going... Octobox. But normally when you think Octobox, you're thinking Red Zone. But instead, now you're going to have like Trey Wingo and whoever is the Daniel Jeremiah from from NFL Network. And then you might have like a GM and then you got the commissioner. And and it's just going to be this weird presentation on the the television. But, you know, I'm still going to tune in for the first two days. or I mean, the first two rounds. Yeah, for I'm, sure. I'm fired up for it. It's you know, I know it's, you are, you yeah, Draft I l- Junkie. I, I love do, it. The clips you've been posting on Twitter, man. Somebody get this guy to the draft. Oh say. God, I was listening to a draft podcast on the way over. That's a little. I, I worry. I, I'm
2: concerned for you. I'd rather listen to that than coward. Ooh! Wow. Yeah, so much better than Cowherd. Wow! Yep,
1: yeah, Cowherd. They don't.
2: They don't compare uh, C.D. Lamb to a uh, steak at the, the grocery been, market. Jesus Christ! He's been
1: slammed recently just by because you know Francesa now has been going after Funhouse, the account on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So and now that Funhouse isn't allowed to post or won't be posting any more Francesa stuff, he's been going after other sports media guys, and he's been going after Cowherd because Cowherd doesn't. Cowherd doesn't care cowherd he even had a subtweet at francesa he goes cowherd knows that any publicity is good publicity it's like well jerry jones coined that but i'm pretty sure jerry jones coined that but yeah so and uh cowherd for all as much as he does the colin was right colin was wrong uh segments there's a couple times where it's just like bro like you're sniffing your own your own stuff right there like the the tom brady thing when he talked about breaking the tom brady news it's like you also predict – you said that you predicted it, that where he was going, you'll out nine different options. I was about to know? say, how
2: long ago did you predict it? Because Matt Barry was the first guy that I saw that that slid in. He said that Tampa was the favorite back in, in February. And I, I know, like, wow. whenever.
1: But I know that Cowherd, throughout each of his shows, basically one day throughout a week, it was, you know, why, does, why is he the perfect fit in, uh, in Indianapolis? Why he you make sense with the Chargers? You know, don't rule out Tampa Bay. You know, all this stuff. And then finally, uh, I guess uh, maybe it was um, – Who's the guy at Foxy that gets Glazer? Maybe Glazer texted him or somebody. Uh, he said he broke. He still talks about that to this day. He goes, "We broke the we broke the story six hours before the other guys." And it's just like, "Oof, okay." Not really a news breaking guy, but anyway, I digress. Let's talk about Brady in uh, in Tampa Bay. Tom Brady actually not even in Tampa Bay, but Tom Brady got on the air with uh, Howard Stern today. And Howard Stern, widely renowned for his ability to get you to open up and do an interview, and Tom Brady went on there for two hours and ten minutes. And some of the things we learned were. Guys with little dicks in the locker room don't get picked on as much as guys with bigger dicks in the locker room. I don't know why, but that's just how it goes. That's what Brady said to Howard Stern. That was a notable takeaway that has been been making the rounds. Another one that's been making the rounds. Before the beginning of last season, Brady believed he was going to leave New England. So he knew in camp, this was probably my last year. Does that say anything to you? Did you think that, just confirm anything that you had thought or what? You know, after reading all the stories, yeah, that, re- that really does back it up. Brady uh, doesn't care good. about his legacy. I never cared about legacy. Liar. I never once, when I was in high school, said, man, I can't wait to see what my football Liar. legacy looks like. Because nobody says that in high school. They're just worried about you know winning a game and trying to get laid. That's what's going on. So uh, Kobe Bryant had a significant influence on his life. So mama mentality there. Uh, Tom and Giselle sought marriage counseling because he was so attached and so focused on football during football season. Then when he was out of football... He'd be concentrating on all the other bez- business aspects of his life. So he just stopped going to OTAs. Mm-hmm. Uh, says he doesn't see race with his teammates. Racial self-consciousness or guilt in the locker room for being a white quarterback? None. Never. Never once have I felt like that's the point. I never saw race. I think sports transcends race. It transcends wealth. It transcends all that. You get to know and appreciate what someone else may bring. When you're in a locker room with 50 guys, you don't think about race because you're all the same at that point. What's interesting is that the football locker room is that you might get, you know, six or ten guys that are country bumpkins that might think a certain way. And then you get 10, 12 guys that are city slickers. And then you get 10, 12 guys from the suburbs. And then you got five or six hood dudes. And then you got five or six, you know, international maybe players. Like, it's an eclectic-ass meeting in the locker room. So I can buy that somewhat. I like what Bomani Jones tweeted.
2: He said, follow it up uh, with that question of what do you see when you leave a locker room? And I thought that would have been interesting to yeah, get Brady's yeah. reply especially with yeah, yeah. the Trump had and everything with the, what 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 his politics
1: are. Well, this is interesting is Brady has a relationship with President Donald Trump but isn't political, right? So, I got brought into a lot of things because I was so polarizing around election time. It was uncomfortable for me. You can't undo things. And not that I would undo a friendship, but the political support is totally different than the support of a friend. I didn't want to get in all the political. There's zero win in anything that regards that it's politics. I brought together in a locker or I got brought to Brought together—Jesus, read, Jeff. I got brought together in a locker room where I was always trying to get along with everybody. I feel like in, out, in an outward sense, when you start thinking about politics, it's about how do you not bring people together, which is the opposite of what politics should have been. I botched up that quote, but you know what I mean. You're shaking your head the whole time. You're not buying
2: it. I have to do everything I can to not drop an F-bomb because you put a Make America Great hat again in your in, in your, your
1: freaking locker, Yeah.
2: and you won't stand behind it.
1: You knew what you were doing. He doesn't lift weights anymore. Brady would let his kids play football— and Brady believes it shouldn't take the coronavirus for people to focus on their health. Okay. Um, there was something else interesting, there's something else that was rather interesting that he talked about. Oh, he also admitted that he smoked weed in high school. Occasionally. Ah. Occasionally, but California boy showing he, it. Yeah. But he felt that he was disappointing his dad, so he didn't oh. do it regularly. So yeah, good for Tom Brady, but that's a good good job by Howard Stern too getting a, yeah. a relative otherwise relatively vanilla individual or someone that's just been so trained to finally open up and uh of course people are speculating on why he opened up and why now the time but um you know it's whatever it's a tell all it's good good to hear i'll listen back to the whole thing at some point when it's you know over the weekend maybe i'll have something where uh, a two-hour window where i'm like you know what let's listen to the brady interview what was your biggest takeaway my biggest takeaway was just that he was w- was just that that he was willing to talk it' was about time you know mm-hmm. you got these robotic ass answers coming out of New England and you knew that that wasn't the case and people that would hang out with Tom would be like yeah he's got a personality he's just he doesn't turn it on for the media and I'm sure part of that was an institutional pressure to where now he gets to go to Tampa Bay and Tampa is just gonna be like hey do whatever you want you you know you do whatever you want just as long as you come home and you sleep in this bed at the end of the night you know it's just like damn like he really is gonna have free reign to do all that and I think we're going to learn more about Tom Brady here in the next two years than we would have in, in the 20 years that we've learned about him in, in New England, mm-hmm. right? Like, he, for me, is entering into the Kobe aspect of what Kobe was in in his life before passing away. But Tom's still playing football while doing that, right? Like, where Kobe's mentor, Kobe was mentoring young guys and girls who were coming up and kind of embraced that part of his career post-basketball. Tom seems to be doing that, at least embracing everything that being Tom Brady is now He's probably going to be coaching up some, some of the younger guys. You know, he even had a comment in there where he goes, you know, it's tough because I'm 42 and a lot of guys I play with are in their mid-20s. So you got You got to pay attention to certain stuff that might not interest you anymore, but that's because that's what those guys are into, and that's how you're going to level with your teammates, you know. So I think that I think Tom Brady would be a, ter- a fantastic coach. I think he'd be a better coach than he would a commentator. I feel like he's going to be similar to
2: Barry Bonds, going from guarded to – being open and being like, wow,
1: there's a personality here and there's a lot, a lot of knowledge. Now, now what's going to be interesting for people is, are you going to like what you hear? Mm -hmm. Because like you said, you didn't appreciate the MAGA hat being in the corner. I mean, you're allowed to, you're allowed to like him. You're allowed to not like him. I mean, it's whatever, but you know, I, it's not, what'll be interesting with Brady is when we do find out more about his personality is the element that you could always pick at, you know, with a, with a race comb. Um, But like, Let's say let's say Tom Brady, we find out post career, Tom Brady's just a total just mean guy, terrible person, you know, for lack of a better term, asshat. Mm-hmm. And he just did a really good job of guarding all that because he was just so focused and driven on winning and, and bought into the Patriot system. Does that, all of a sudden, is that going to shroud over the six championships and his ability to get in the hall? No. Mm. Oh, but because we didn't like T.O. as a person, we're going to overlook T.O.'s numbers. Like, never forget, T.O. put up one of the greatest Super Bowl performances ever on a broken leg.
2: I feel what's different with T.O., though, is he. Was it wasn't just the media. It's going at his own teammates, too. That's true. So he came across as not a team player.
1: Let's not forget about Tony Romo, though. Man was willing to take a bullet and die for Tony Romo. Mm-hmm. That's my quarterback. <laughs> That's my quarterback. Uh, maybe the T.O. to Tom Brady reference was a little skewed there. But I am, uh, I'm I'm right in the sense that T.O. was a very good wide receiver. We cannot, dis- we cannot disregard that whatsoever. If anything, we could probably put a comparison up with T.O. and A.B. Because if A.B. was out of the league right now, would AB make the Hall of Fame? Ooh, that's a good question. No, he put up hella good numbers. He put up great numbers, but I'm telling you right now, he would not be in the Hall of Fame based off his personality stuff, based off off the field. And now, what I'm curious is, is uh, and much like we found out with Kurt Schilling, like we've come to find out that Kurt Schilling just not kind of you know Kurt Schilling and Aubrey Huff, like those are two guys that are just like. You know, hey, like y- you were really good at what you played, the sport that you played, but I don't see eye to eye with you at all off the field, and it's going to be interesting to see that happen with some of these guys, and if that's going to affect what happens to them later on. And see, yeah. I, I completely disagree with Schilling's
2: politics, but he should be in. Like that's crazy. Well, that, right, but yeah, then you get
1: somebody like Aubrey crazy. Huff who goes and starts talking his oh, stuff. Even, he's, yeah, he's but, garbage though. But that's what I'm saying is like there's got there's going to be an interesting line here where I think Tom Brady's definitely crossed that echelon of like it doesn't matter. If you're a terrible person or not, because of the numbers and accolades that you put up for so long, because you are one of the greats. Like, look at the difference between that. Like, Schilling won mm-hmm. what two World Series? He was uh, he took Boston into the World Series and that's won. That's what I'm saying. You yeah, know, right. The, the whole that's the bloody big sock one. thing. Yeah. You know, all that, all that jazz. You know, that's what I'm saying. Schilling battle tested, and he's got the numbers to back it up. But then you look at somebody, yeah, and it, I, um, and it's, I mean. Whatever. I don't know where I was going with that. I kind of that tape pooped off there.
2: The, I mean, goes into a deeper take of me, media shouldn't be the all, end-all, be-all factor for it.
1: Exactly. That's the other I like, crazy part. I like what we get out of media, but I don't mm-hmm. like what's going to happen. They as shouldn't be free. the
2: gatekeepers. But I don't
1: like the the reaction that happens. So we want we want to get the react. We want to get this stuff. We want to get the juicy details mm-hmm. out of these guys. This is essentially what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. Sorry, and we'll wrap it up. But the, you want to get the juicy details out of these guys, and then we do, and then we crucify them for it. And it doesn't make any sense. And then you wonder why they don't open up. So I hope that hope that Tom Brady opens up a little bit more, and we come to find out more about Tom. I might not like what I find out about Tom, but I want to know more about Tom. Mm-hmm. I want to become more accessible. And if he doesn't want to do that because he's playing right now, that's fine. But eventually there'll be a time and a place where Tom opens up, and you might not like what you you might not like what you see or what you find out. So, all right, not bad for for catching up on some stuff that we're doing here. A lot of nonsense sprinkled in there though. Kept it on pretty on brand. Shenanigans. How you feeling? I'm good. Yeah. All right. That no, was fun.
2: It was nice to just get away and be two hours. I mean, we, I came here at t- for two hours and hung yeah, with yeah. you, but for the do a show and be able to get away from everything and not have to think about it. Y- yelled that. Y- yelled that
1: by me mm-hmm. en- enthusiastically. Listening to the dogs bark. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, she, you know, luckily she calmed down, but there was a moment there. there really was a stretch where I thought to myself, like, this dog is just, I'm just going to put this as the D episode because she wants to be heard. She had takes. But she had to, those takes weren't they were not refined enough. They're too raw mm-hmm. for the microphone. So work on it, D. Get better.
2: You went solar. That yeah, big... you run red light. That was breaking. <laughs> uh, let's let's learned keep a, that on the low. Learned a lot about well, Jeff let's, today. Let's
1: keep that on the low. All right. Uh, so yeah, that'll do it for us. I don't know when Mateo's gonna be back, but uh, dude, I forget who I said. Oh, Lil oh. Wayne. Lil Wayne was on a podcast and he said that he's sending somebody love, life. And something else, and there was a something else on the end, and uh, the the third dismount, and I was just like, "Ooh, that's a good one. I want to remember that." Obviously, I did a shit, uh, a terrible job of remembering that, but yeah, man, sending you good vibes and, and health and all that good stuff. All right, you could say thank you. Maybe send it back. My life. I was just
2: gonna say I want to do love and life. I was trying yeah. to look it up. You didn't have time. Love,
1: laugh. Yeah. yeah. I, I hope <laughs> it, it's gotta be three L's, right? I don't know what it was. Actually, it was on uh, all the smoke with uh, Matt Barnes and Stag Jack. And he know, signed off and he was saying something about it. he's <laughs> just like yeah I'm sending love life and, and something else to that family and I was just like ooh like alright that's Pretty good. Maybe prayers. I don't know. I
2: look it up, and the first thing is Little Wayne's love life explored through his history with 11 women. So oh, that's, there you yeah. Know. So yeah. maybe
1: it's a it of love in life. Oh, and, thank yeah. you, Jeff. I appreciate no all problem. the
2: positive that you're bringing me. No problem. We'll send that's it great. It I send it back to you. Pocket Social it. Social distance hug.
1: Chop that up and snort it for, uh, for a different day when you're feeling down, huh? All right. Mm-hmm. You take all that positive energy. All right. Uh, That'll do it for us. Uh, We might be back on Sunday as far as the uh, CSR new episode of... uh, On Easter. Of Quad Pod. Well, what would have been Easter, right? Because my family's Easter tradition done. We're not going to the city. So, Mm -hmm. shaking it up. Maybe I do podcast. Maybe I don't. Who knows? I don't know. Observe it. I don't know. We'll see. Play it by ear. Uh, Check out the new episode of the Quad Pod on Friday. All right? Uh, To the haters and losers, of which there are many.
2: Go shelter in place.
1: Until next time. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.
0: Everybody done left, I need reinforcements All alone up in this world, so much could be an orphan I tellin' shorty, yeah, she cool, but I don't need a girlfriend I'm trying to build up my estate, and I don't need a whirlwind Yeah, you would be the person I'm just connected with the angle, you could see the cursive I see you best, like with the shit, and you don't need a curtain I swear I said no once, and you a different person Yeah, finna give your girl some. I'm gonna rebound shit, like I'm Dennis Rodman You hit me months ago, I like cause I already got some. Shit, you broke up with me first, so what's the fucking problem? What's the fucking problem? Wouldn't even say that bitch if she was living, got Peace and of quiet lily, hella cool, it's fucking awesome. I get a lot done out there by the pool before I couldn't breathe. Suffocate now, I can't breathe. Hella smoky, got Hit the button now, I can't breathe. Hella buddy, got down. Suffocate now, I can't breathe.